This cat is literally going to play with a bell right now. This thing's never played with a bell, and it's going to play with a bell while I'm recording episode two of Anesthesia Godcast. Fuck you. What's up? You guys are insane. You guys are out of your mind. This episode one Anesthesia Godcast is literally in the top 100 podcasts on iTunes. That is so sad and pathetic to me. There's not, is anyone doing anything good with podcasting? I mean, I see Joe Rogan uh, with a microphone in front of him, every photo on, on my feed, on Instagram, and on, on every internet page. But like, is anyone doing anything good that this thing's charting? Woo. <laughs> We're gonna talk about something that um, people love to talk about in anesthesia, and they just love to throw it up on their Instagram. Um, and, and get 60 people to comment on their 40 follower page. So we're gonna talk about the Mac Miller thing that goes on. It's like literally like the Android versus the Mac computer. Like guys, this is like a no brainer. Like one blade's better than the other. This is factual shit. This is not like, I'm gonna sit here and be like, yo, Miller time, bro. Dude. There's like evidence that the that one's better than the other. There's reasons why one is better than the other, and it doesn't mean. And I'm going to give it away and say, if you're a Mac user, that you have failed and you suck and you're a pussy. Like, dude, the Miller Blade is superior. It's a straight blade. It's a direct view. What does that mean? It means I directly see the cords, and if I can see it, I can get there. You have all been in. Plenty situations where you can see the cords and you can't get a tube there. Whether it's anatomic, whether it's your technique, whether it's a curve of your stylet, whatever it might be, if you're looking at that indirectly, you may not be able to get there. Perfect example is the glide scope, right? So the glide scope, it's a cool tool. You can use it for, yeah, cool stuff like uh, some inline stabilization, and maybe you're not gonna put so much pressure on C3, C5, you need that to stay alive when you're intubating someone with a cervical injury, it's, it's cool for that. But the camera in that device is angled slightly anterior. So you're always gonna see more anterior than you can actually get to. Um, so they came out with a stylet that's a little bit more rigid that comes from the manufacturer. If you put that up, if some dickhead didn't bend it on their own and try to make a better curve than the manufacturer, if you put the GlideScope stylet next to the GlideScope blade, it will match up perfectly. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for everything we do. Uh, and, and the reason why things are designed the way they're designed. And people in anesthesia always think, let me change this up and fix it, make it my way, because my way is the better way. And that's why I never wanted an Instagram page um, devoted to anesthesia, because I always thought there's going to be dudes flexing. So I just came hard. I just came out hard and was like, if you flex me, you're blocked. That's silly. But I will block the shit out of you. Anyway, this guy's going to really play with the bell, though, right now. When you're recording anything of this nature where it's, like, just your voice, it's, like, really critical that the room's quiet, that it sounds dead in the room, like, meaning you got carpet down, um, you know, 
and anything makes a difference. Like I literally, I turned off the central air when I started recording this tonight, and this thing comes down with a bell. This cat has never played with a bell. Anyway, um, let's talk about, so yes, Miller Blade Direct View. Here's one example. You work with ENT surgeons. ENT surgeons do procedures on the vocal cords, like vocal cord stripping, vocal cord injections, whatever they might be doing. They put in a rigid scope. That scope is always straight, right? Whether it's like Hollinger, and I'm gonna pretend to know something about ENT surgery, but and I heard someone say Hollinger one time. Um, it's, it's basically a straight blade that they're using to get to the vocal cords and do work to them. So if they have to actually work on the cords, they need a good view. You will never see an ENT surgeon or an ENT tray with something curved on it um, that's going to be used for laryngoscopy. Just, it's, it never is. Um, and those guys need a really good view of the airway to work on it, right? The other thing that kills me is the Miller blade is like the go-to blade when people are in trouble. So you got this, someone that uses a Mac every day, run into a difficult airway, um, and they say, get me a Miller blade. Dude, when's the last time you used a Miller blade that now you're in a situation where you have a desaturating patient, you have a difficult airway, and you're going to put a blade in the mouth that you are completely unfamiliar with, and you're going to try to muck around that way? I mean, that makes absolutely no sense to me. So there was an anesthesiologist that I um, encountered in my training, and he said to me, use the Miller blade every day. And I was like, why? And he was like, because... That's the blade everyone goes to when they're in trouble. So why not use it every day and master it? So I took that advice, and I am a Miller Blade user. Um, and I'm not saying that like as a flex or something. It's like this is what I trained with. This is what I use. And this is what gives me my greatest chance of getting the tube in. It's what gives me my success. And uh, apparently in podcasting, I have a lot of success. But um, no, seriously, uh, whatever you're comfortable with, that's the blade you should be using, right? So if you're doing awesome with the Mac blade, go for it. If you're a student, I would say use the Mac blade your entire junior year and sort of start to feel comfortable with it and then maybe switch over to Miller um, and then kind of pick what you like and, you know, use that every day. But I can tell you when you're in trouble, the Miller blade will help you. Why will it help you? It's a direct view, like I said. Um, it is definitely going to eliminate a problematic epiglottis. If the epiglottis is the problem, it's floppy, whatever it is, you're gonna get underneath it and lift it out of the way. You're not going in the vollecula, you are directly going for the epiglottis and get, lifting it out of your way. I'm gonna kill this cat. Oh my God, I'm not really gonna kill the cat, Jesus. I have to really watch, uh, dude, they're coming for me on the podcast too, trust me. The, I'm not even joking with you, they really are. Um, there's just so many haters out there. But yeah, no, I'm not hurting an animal. I love my kitty. So I'm not here to tell you what blade to use. I'm just telling you that there shouldn't be a debate about it. Use what you use. Use what you have success with. Use what you like. That's it. Now, I am going to tell you one thing I do recommend you using or try using it and see if you like it. If you try it, you probably will love it. That's the bougie, okay? The bougie is an intubating stylet. Look it up. Um, it is a really cool piece of equipment because it's small. You can take it with you. It doesn't require any plugging in or batteries. And this can be done by feel. What do I mean by that? I mean that you could pass this and you will feel it hit the tracheal rings 
and you'll know that you're in. That is really important when you're dealing with lots of secretions, um, lots of blood in the airway. A lot of times you get called to a difficult airway. There have been multiple attempts at that airway. You know the story. There's swelling. There's bleeding. And if you ever have to go blind, which you should never fully go blind, you should try to at least get a blade in there. You might see some bubbles and know where the airways could possibly be. But even if you are going into a pool of blood, you can literally put this thing down there. If it feels really smooth, you're probably in the esophagus. If you back it out a little bit, aim it more interior, um, and you feel those tracheal rings, you'll most likely, most likely you are in the airway, and most likely you can put a tube in there. And I say most likely because it's not a guarantee. It is sometimes tricky to pass the tube over, um, and that, that can become displaced when you're, you know, getting through the posterior pharynx, and it could come out of the airway. So I recommend you leaving the blade in with the bougie in and then having someone slide the tube over so you're sort of doing laryngoscopy while the tube is still going in um, so that you can get some of that tissue out of the way and get to where you need to be. Um, that's one thing I do recommend. It, is, it has saved me so many times. It's probably the reason why I don't really use the GlideScope because I always use the bougie first and I always hand my students the bougie first. You can hand it to a student that's never used it and say, um, here, just put this in the airway. It's a lot easier to place this than it is an ET tube. It really is because it's just smaller and um, just seems more mobile, whatever. Um, anyway, that's, that's all I have to say about the, the Mac Miller thing, okay? Um, surgeons are using them to get to the airway, straight blades. Um, you're getting epiglottis completely out of the way. You know, the thing with the Mac blade is, too, where, where people really go wrong with it is, and I always say this, I think I coined the term finesse the vollecula. Like, you really got to have the right position in the vollecula. If you're too far, you're actually going to push the epiglottis down. If you're too shallow, you're really not going to pop this thing up like it needs to be popped up so you can get to the vocal cords. So um, if you are a Mac user and you're having trouble or you're a student using a Mac blade and having trouble... You just have to really work that vollecula until you get that epiglottis to pop up where you want it to pop up. And sometimes they never pop up, and that's where Miller Blade might come into play. Anyway, that's all I got for you. Um, this has been episode two. <laughs> Dude, I did good. Like, not a whole lot of cursing. Um, I do want to fucking curse, though, just to curse. But, like, yeah, not a lot of cursing. Um, some serious content there, guys. We really threw it out there for you. But no, this has been fun. Uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you for making this thing something. <laughs> I really thought it would be nothing, but I guess it is turning into something. Um, I hope you guys are following me on Instagram. If you're not, this is where this kind of all started. Um, we do some cool stuff on there. I mean, dude, last week we had the whole anesthesia bag blow-up thing, the beach balls. I mean, that was insane. Like, literally someone sent me an overpressurized green bag, and it was fucking huge, dude. I don't know. It was like a four-liter bag. I don't know what it was, or they just stretched the shit out of this thing. Uh, and then I just got instant DMs full of these photos, which I had a lot of fun with. They were super funny. Um, I did start to worry that we were doing something maybe harmful here, like, like messing up some part of the machine. Um, but... Some Karen came along and was like, you guys are messing up the machines with this. And then someone provided me with evidence, of course, because you guys just fucking rule, um, with some evidence on how this is actually good to overpressurize the machine now and then. Um, 
whatever. It was so much fun. We do have a lot of fun with that page. That is your page, honestly. If you are, uh, if you're following that page, I pretty much get all my content from you guys. I'm just the messenger, um, and I have a lot of fun doing it. Hopefully, it can continue. There are people on that that spend uh, a hell of a lot of time trying to shut this thing down. I literally can't even post a medication. Uh, it will instantly be flagged, and it goes against the community guidelines to post medications and pharmaceuticals. But I can tell you, every other anesthesia page is posting vials, and they're not getting in trouble. But literally, the second I post a vial, I had ephedrine. I got flagged for that. Um, and, you know, the nail photos that you guys send me, they, you know, a lot of times you're matching them up with medications and I get flagged for that, so I do have to block all that out. But the other pages don't have to do that. Um, and it's crazy. Um, there was literally a meme I stole from, like, I stole the video of someone, huge, huge page, millions of followers. Um, it was something, like, maybe slightly inappropriate, but they had tons of engagement on it, and, and I used it in a totally different way, and it was instantly flagged. Um, so, you know, and they, these guys have a million followers and, you know, and their page is seen, but they're not getting in trouble. But literally, I think someone just sits there waiting with their finger on the button to report me. So it's really sad. Get a fucking life, bro. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot for listening. Peace.